take a roll call. Uh, all seats. That's great. Here, Rummel. Revere. Here. Wood. And Mayor. Here. Present. We're all here. Or some of them, most of it, all of us who are here are here. Uh, item number one, amending the 17 capital budget by $6 million funding authorization for the Judge Royal Public Parking Garage project. Can I have a motion, please? Good option. Is there a second? Motion is second. Um, who wants to give a presentation as to the nature of the problem and the recommended solution? George and I would like to. Please. Um, if you'll uh, bear with me, I'd like to just give a refresher on the background because it's been a while since we've been before you on this. In July of last year, um, the council approved negotiations with Beitler um, to plan uh, and oversee the design of the public portion of the Judge Doyle transaction. That public portion includes replacement of, of the excuse me, government east parking structure that exists on Block 105 um, of about 560 existing parking stalls, plus 40 spaces for the city's fleet um, that's parked on the surface or was parked on the surface currently at Block 88, plus a bike center, the rebuild of the Pinckney Street right-of-way, and the demolition of the existing um, government east structure. So the public portion is all of those things. Um, LVDA was hired as the architect, and through the late fall, in early winter, they worked on schematic design. Our contract with them requires that before moving from schematic design for that public improvement, um, the, the uh, project manager, which is George, and the um, traffic engineer, Dave Dreyer, need to approve the cost estimates um, for the garage. So before we get to DD, that has to happen. With the completion of the schematic design for those public improvements um, in mid-January, the original cost estimates came in at a number about $10 million over what we have in the existing capital budgets for 2017. So the funding for the public portion that's been approved in the capital budgets includes $13.1 million, $13 million from the parking utility, $24 million in TIF funds from TID 25, $1 million of geo borrowing for the bike center, and $1.3 million in geo borrowing to relocate the uh, city fleet spaces. There's also a little over $200,000 of Tiger funds that are being used for design work. So those are the sources of money that we have. The budget came in $10 million more than that. Um, LVDA went out and went to a second estimator, a large national contractor, who went through and independently estimated the, the work that had been designed, and they came in at close to the same number. So that was what really trued up for us, that this wasn't just a, a falsehood in the estimation. It was really checked by a, a, a third-party contractor. We went back and redirected um, LVDA to look at uh, value engineering, and part of that was to firm up where the water table is and bring the parking up out of the water table. 
and that meant losing some spaces. We also asked them to change their structure so that we went to a short span structure versus a long span structure that gives you less concrete to pour, but it also gives you fewer spaces. So when they came to the end of that, um, we were at about 560 spaces total. 560 spaces total. Um, so we're a little smaller than the original 600 that we were hoping for. Um, but we had carved off about $4 million in costs. At that point, our team, um, which includes Sabrina Tolley, Dave Dreyer, Dave Schmidicke, Dave Schaller, lots of Daves on our team, and George, myself, um, felt that we had really value engineered as much as could be valued engineer and still have a garage that has a long and quality building for our parking utility. Uh, and, and began to think about how we might pay for that cost overrun. Our recommendation is that we use parking utility reserves um, in the amount of $6 million to fund that gap, and that we, we also use a source in this deal that we've never programmed anywhere else, which are those land lease payments that are going to come from Beitler of about $755,000 a year on a 98-year land lease and we repay the parking utility with interest uh, for the $6 million that they've put in from those land lease payments. Uh, and so that's what's in the resolution that's before you, some of that background, but also that resolution that we're recommending. First, by reducing by about 40 the number of parking spaces, we cut down the cost of the project by $4 million. Is that right? Have you costed out, I should have asked this beforehand, um, but have you costed out what that does in terms of changing the cost per parking space? What I remember is that each additional space as we went below the water table was like $75,000 of space. Some of the confusion when we look at this budget is we talk about it per space, but we're also including that cost of rebuilding the Pinckney Street right-of-way and the bike center. And so I don't have off the top of my mind that exact number that is strictly parking garage cost versus parking spaces. But we are, can I conclude that we are reducing the cost per space because we're eliminating the most expensive spaces to build? Absolutely. That's absolutely okay. correct. And the long span versus short span structure eliminates thousands of cubic yards of concrete. All right. And then the second part of it, there is revenue coming in from Beitler, which is... Revenue that we're receiving that we're entitled to on the basis of our capital investment. Correct. And we have never included that revenue anywhere in the budgeting of this project. That's correct. And so that revenue, not newfound revenue, but it's a revenue that always was there will now in part be used to pay off the parking utility for advancing us the $6 million. That's correct. After that is paid with interest, which probably will take 15 years. 12. 
12 years? What will happen to that revenue? Where will it go? Or is that for future city councils to decide? For future councils to decide. So the first 12 years will go to the parking utility to replenish their reserves. And then. But this will be point, a regular income to the city government? Yes, that's, the, that's sort of the elements of the development agreement, is okay. that ground lease payment. Okay. Now it is subject to the development occurring on each of those blocks. Right. Okay. Alderman Rommel. Well, so taking the parking utility money, would that mean that other projects in the parking utilities to do list get delayed? Like, like Francis Street part, uh, ramp? Or how does that play into it? Which is like the home for hopefully our future multimodal bus facility. So the parking utility has currently, I don't mean to speak for Sabrina, maybe she wants to join us. From Sabrina tells me that they currently have about $35 million in reserves that have been built up to replace um, parking structures. They'll use 13.1 for Judge Doyle. Um, they have about $2 million that they're using for replacement of equipment that they have, and they're putting about $3 million mm -hmm. into the Capital East structure. So that leaves them a balance of? So we expect then, um, you know, by the end of one year, assuming all of those expenses, we'd have about $10 million um, at the end of the year. So we do generate... Um, and we're between five to six million. Uh, I think it was five and a half million in revenues this, in 2016. We do have an upcoming um, rate increase scheduled for 2018, so that um, net revenue will uh, be expected to grow above the five and a half million, which we're averaging right now. Um, but in terms of delaying um, Lake or Francis, there is um, a possibility that that could push it back a couple of years, depending on other funding sources that might be available um, in terms of if the parking city were going to pay cash entirely for that, uh, we wouldn't have enough reserves in a year or two years uh, with with these projects. <coughs> so once, once we secure the revenue stream, uh, and we know exactly how that works, what I'm gonna ask us to do is then look at using that revenue stream, at least to this degree of the $6 million, as security, and then considering borrowing against that uh, to make up the $6 million so we don't lose any time in regards to the construction of Lake Street. One thing that strikes me is they're lending about six million. The utilities are lending about six million dollars into this, and they generate about five to six million dollars a year in excess. So really, the fact that they're lending it in, even if you don't borrow against the income stream, is setting them back a, a year to two in terms of the reserves that they would have otherwise had. Um, we are using 24 million dollars in TIF to build this below grade structure and the utilities paying really what it would cost to build an above uh, above grade structure. I have one more question. In our value engineering, did we look again at the bike center? I mean, it has sort of been just this placeholder since the previous administration. I'm wondering 
have we looked at that some more and thought about it more deeply? We have thought about it more deeply. The first set of plans that came from Byler had the bike center in the middle and 5,000 square feet on the frontage. Um, the current plans have moved it over and made it smaller to 2,500 feet. I think the program originally called for 3,000 square foot bike center. And we're still working with whether all of that space is needed, how it would be operated. Um, we have committed to various parties to really fully explore, but we did not get a response in the first RFP for an operator. And we're working with several organizations that might be have an interest, but we have not negotiated what that would look like or how that would work. So that there's about 2,500 feet in this program <coughs> that is slated for the bike center still. Well, what if we don't find an and there won't be an operator? So you're, you're not telling me that, are you? No. We're building a gray box. I say gray box well, with you know, just the concrete and the exterior. And then to the extent we can't get a bicycle center in, then it could be another retail space, for instance. So it could be leased out. Um, the build-out is in the budget. So if we don't do a bicycle center, we'll have some savings. But the intent is to do a bicycle center, and as Emily described, we're working with couple of vendors now to try to get them to flesh out a, some ideas that we can actually review and hopefully move something forward. Mike. Thank you. First, I want to thank staff for alerting the entire funding council to the issue pretty early on once it was identified. So thanks to all of you uh, here that were involved in that. And so we appreciate the email that you sent all of us. And I further want to thank you, George, for your memo um, on the topic. My first question, it's really a follow-up, is, is, and I think this is an inconsistency, but I could be wrong. In the last paragraph of your memo, George, you say that it'll take eight years of land lease payments to repay the, the $6 million, and I don't know if that's plus or, or not, including interest or not. And then, as Dave articulated a few minutes ago in his fiscal note, he says a dozen years could one or both of you just explain the computations and the difference. So it is the in, the interest is that much different, and that's the city's investment pool prevailing interest. Okay. And and we are so it would be 12 years. Just to, not to read your fiscal note verbatim here, but but you state in the fiscal note, Dave, that it would be assuming that the Beitler real estate lease payments began in 2020 and block 88 and 20. When we first used the $6 million. So there will be a few years there where we are not getting lease payments because the development is not in place. That was, you read my mind. That was my question. Thank you. And then one or two other questions too, please. I think going to your memo, George, uh, just so I understand it correctly, the, the timing of the Beitler private development atop the new government east garage temporary cap issue. So as you identify on page three of your memo under the additional issue header, am I reading it correctly that we, we hopefully will actually have about a million dollars in savings that we're planning that we're but we're planning for the contingency that the economy will be such that Beitler cannot move forward at the time, but so if Beitler can move forward immediately with their private development would not be. atop GE, we wouldn't need the $950,000. That's correct. 
is so. a contingency. The, the additional 950 is a contingency to the extent something creates a pause, and so the projects don't proceed in sequence immediately, and we would be forced to do a temporary cap. But as of today, Beitler has assured us that they hope to proceed immediately. They have so. um, they've accelerated their land use approval process and filed the private construction applications with the public construction. Um, that wasn't necessarily going to occur until 2018. Uh, because our ramp won't be completed until the end of 2018, but they decided they it was in their interest to get that done now and proceed to get the financing in place. So they've been acting in good faith to um, not a guarantee at this point because they have to secure financing, but they're doing what they can at this point to make that schedule work. And my colleagues not be, might not be aware that the land use approvals for both the new GE and both blocks of the Beitler development are proceeding at a quick pace and that all of you will be seeing those on your respective committees if you're on any of those land use committees uh, and then the full common council May 2nd. May 2nd. Is it still the schedule? Correct. So final land use approvals will be granted by the council, we hope, yeah, on May 2nd. Authorization, hopefully, to bid uh, the ramp will also be there May 2nd from the Board of Public Works. And then when would we expect uh, uh, all things being equal, hopefully break ground on the new GE. What month would that be? We intend to bid June 9th through July 21st. Um, we'll need a good bid day because we can't redo this. As you know, the TIF has to be committed by September 19th this year to capture the $24 million from TID 25. Um, so we're on, a, we're on a schedule to make sure that commitment is in place and, and approved by the council at the September meeting that precedes September 19th. I don't remember exactly what date that is. And construction will start sometime in October or November. Um, and as you know, the annex is coming down, so that will not be an impediment to getting started. So everything at this point is moving on schedule and pace. Thank you. And then my last question goes to the Pickney Street uh, improvements. We're, we're using a half million dollars of authority that we have through to 25 cash could could either you uh, Dave or George speak to or Natalie for that matter speak to how that would be funded then otherwise I think that, um, we're actually looking at it's in uh, streets it's in Chris Petakowski's uh, street reconstruction major streets, major streets. Major streets. Mm -hmm. through geo borrowing geo borrowing they had plans to reconstruct that street right. before um, all of this was put together, and so we're just coordinating the money mm -hmm. that was available for that with this development at the same time as this development. And I don't know if you all know this, but as well, they also, you know, plans for East Doty and what, in East Wilson Streets. Are you saying that we think that would all be geo-borrowing as well? That we're, well, none of it will be, none of it, none of it. Right. Or is that... Is that going to be good cash from the using a half mile rule? Do we know yet? What are plans? I think there's still issues around the timing of when that project would occur relative to the Judge Doyle project completion. Um, I think the goal would be that by that time, hopefully, TID 25 would be closed and perhaps we could use a half mile rule under TID 45 for that project. Thank you. Thank you all. Any other questions? Alderman Cheeks. 
When we talk about um, the budget, obviously, we, obviously, uh, obviously, we often talk about it in the context of how it affects um, the uh, taxes on the average value home. Can you speak to whether or not this has implications on the taxpayer and, and to what degree? Well, because this is using uh, parking utility reserves, there's no levy dollars going into this, so there would be uh, no impact uh, in taxes on the average value home. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You might want to mention, too, if I could interject here, that one of the options that staff was considering was geo-borrowing, which of course would have had an impact uh, in the debt service there on, you know, in, when the issue was first brought to our attention, there were different options that were being discussed by staff, and, and some of those options could have had the impact Alder Cheeks was asking. Would have used the Beitler uh, lease payments as the revenue stream to repay that, but you're right. In the short term, there would have been some levy effect. Further questions or discussion? Seeing none, the motion before us is adoption. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. To adjourn. Is there a second? Motion is second. Uh, not debatable. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Thank you all for making this meeting.